0: Head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content. And now, here's the podcast The
1: Pride of Limerick. The young man named Sean Sheehan.
0: The MMA media, Don Graham The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 100. And 97 of the Severe. Ooh,
1: getting close to MMA 200.
0: Podcast. What are we actually going to do for 200, I wonder?
1: Nothing. Nothing. The yet. same thing we do every week.
0: <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Anyway, I'm joined by the Harry Maguire of Irish MMA Media, Graham McDonald. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs>
1: I think it's England's Harry Maguire. It's <laughs>
0: One that could backfire on me really badly, considering Man United are playing Leicester here in about two hours' time.
1: Yeah, How he could whenever. just like nearly kill somebody, last man, and just because he's England's Harry Maguire, he won't get sent off. I
0: actually shouldn't have said that because now we're just going to talk about soccer. But if we let's not. Yeah, we, let's we've not. Been, we've calmed down a lot on the so-
1: soccer talk, in fairness. We actually because Man United are a crap now, and you don't like talking football anymore.
0: Oh, what are you? T- we haven't lost in like two years. I can't even remember the last time we lost I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You lost two points there against the mighty Burnley.
0: We, no, we won a point. I, lo- I love when people <laughs> say that. Oh, they didn't lose two points. They won a- I was gone mad after that. And, and it wasn't so much after that. But it was after like the next round of fixtures when Chelsea lost, didn't they? Yeah, it was gone. fucking 4-0. mad. 4-0. That
1: was mental. Yeah,
0: and then they won 5-0 yesterday, so you wouldn't know with Chelsea. But anyway,
1: how was your weekend? Yeah. Anyway,
0: this is the first podcast I've done in probably around eight or nine months or something where i've had to actually put like a jumper on and stuff it's been so cold it's just it's, terrible. it's I hate a beautiful cold, sunny but. day
1: the sun's out it's freezing yeah it's <sighs> the fake winter that they tell you in irish schools it's w- apparently or it's spring they tell you it's spring now but it's clearly not
0: It like it, winter has definitely moved later has it not in ireland no it was always
1: this way i think it's like was something it? to do with the pagan calendar or something there just light to us in school
0: yeah but yeah but anyway, I'm like I can't wait till barbecue season comes back. I love an old barbecue. Like yeah, I had a barbecue
1: last week for uh, my girlfriend's birthday, and I'm gonna have one later today as well. I'm actually sitting here looking at the barbecue. Strangely enough, when you said that.
0: Jesus Christ How's, uh, how's the whole uh, relationship Going anyway <laughs> the <laughs> are out, like, are, like They're talking about soccer They're talking
1: about relationships They're talking about barbecues What's uh, wrong with these people
0: About f- Yeah this is an MMA podcast About five people Have gone on to me like What the fuck is wrong With Graham's uh, Instagram All he's doing is posting Selfies with his girlfriend what, What's that happened to him He's changed Well have you changed Are you a different man now i you I've so- changed Are you softened Now by, by your relationship
1: I'm hardened <laughs>
0: What was it? Your man um Frimpong drew do harden,
1: harden down below. <laughs> do,
0: you remember, do you remember Frimpong? Oh remember, Emerson, do you remember Frimpong used was play for Arsenal? He was on Yeah. Uh, he was on Sakura M once and he was like uh soft with the girls, hard with the men. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh what a great man. I suppose we better talk a little bit about uh a little bit about MMA and, and I suppose this big uh, UFC Fortaleza card last night. I actually one of my one of my friends was slagging me over the way I pronounce Brazilian names, but I'm going to continue to do it. Isn't it weird yeah. like that?
1: We how do you pronounce uh, uh, the main event fighter Rafael Assunção? Assunção, yeah, yeah. Why? I don't know. You I
0: just
1: thought, uh, there, there, there seems to be in a, a bunch of different ways. <laughs> the commentators seem to be pronouncing it different ways.
0: Why? What are the other ways of pronouncing?
1: Assunção oh, or Assunção, yeah. yeah, I, I think know. it's Assunção. Though, yeah, remember
0: there used to be a soccer player, I think played for like Porto or one of the Portuguese teams, anyway, called uh, with that name, and they used to call him Assunção or so. Like, it was something different. I, think, I have it on good
1: authority that it's Assunção.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> right. the Brazilian. Oh, there, there you go. And so, what how, how about Marlon morais Is that good? Is that good Marlon
1: morais I think that's right. Is it morais
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go. I want to talk about the, the semi main event anyway, as Dave Meltzer would say before we get to the before we get to the main event. Like the and I, I have to do this because there's nothing in MMA. And I, I genuinely mean nothing in MMA, which makes me happier than Jose Aldo winning. Like in the, before the fights <clears throat> I like, I'm not hoping Jose Aldo wins or anything. I'm like, I, I don't mind who wins. It's, you know, I look at the matchup and see who I think will win and that's who I pick or that's who I'll, I'll you know, the way I'll talk about it. But then when he does win, like, I was watching it this morning. I went to sleep last night I didn't watch it live and I hadn't heard the results or anything, so I just put it on. And when Aldo won and when he jumped into the crowd, like, it, it made a, a tear fly from the old rock that is Sean Sheehan. Well, I didn't actually cry, like, but it, it's... It, there's just something great about it. And I think it's because... You know, people like us, and we talked about this before, and people who've been watching MMA for a long time appreciate what Jose Aldo is like. How great of a fighter he was! Yeah, and did the shit he got over the years, and I think okay, he's deserved some of it, and there's been some of it. You know, he has kind of brought a lot of it on himself as well. But if you see, don't like him, there's a, yeah. lot, there's a lot of
1: reasons you can point to. You can point to like him being handed a UFC belt or him dodging a drug test and stuff. But if you look, if you like him, you can like, or if you're if you're impartial you can you look at it as a whole and he's given a lot of entertainment value he was the kind of the main reason uh or the, he was main eventing a lot of the wecs and you know uh back when UFC wasn't massively oversaturated it was great to have them wec cards and have high level fights and he was kind of the the the, the smaller guys were kind of oh these small guys they're they're, they're too small nobody cares but for hardcore MMA fans, it was great, and it kind of made it better that nobody really knew about him, and that it was kind of like your own. Th- it was kind of like the hardcore MMA MMA fans' own thing. Yeah,
0: like he he really was. I, I I tweeted last night, and you mentioned WEC. In eleven years in WEC and UFC, he's only lost to Conor McGregor and Max Holloway. Like that, that's absolutely insane. Like think about all the other fighters who've been fighting that long and the, the amount of people they've lost, and even the, the top, top fighters, like, that's, that's actually crazy, he's only lost, like, he's only lost to two champions, like, a champion at two weights, and a champion who's, who who's just, you know, dominated everyone else, he's fought, basically, at, at, at that weight, since he's, you know, since he's won the championship, it's like, it's actually crazy how, how, how good yeah. he is, and how, sti- how good he is still, like, even though he's 32 yeah. now, but he's, he's more than was- 32 in fighting years, yeah. isn't he?
1: Yeah, and like I kind of talked about this before, but there used to be kind of these big kind of mess ups in the in the betting, like in whatever the betting site you use, I use Paddy Power. And there's, they used to have these kind of wrong odds all the time, but they kind of fixed it. But then I was looking this week, and I was just looking, Jose Aldo's a 2.1, like he's an underdog. It's like, what the hell's going on? I was talking about it last week. I was like, he's lost to Conor McGregor and Max Holloway, as you, you mentioned, in the last, what, 12, 15 years. Like, how does that make sense? So I just, it was very strange.
0: Yeah, well, like, when I was watching this fight this morning, I saw, I saw Brendan uh, Fitzgerald mention that, and you mentioned it last week. I, it kind of just hit home to me because, like, how? Oh, okay, I think Mikano probably had ways to win, and a lot of people were, were picking him. I wasn't picking him. I don't think you were picking him. But I thought, defi- you know and I probably would have given him. I would have put him as you know a relatively close underdog, a minus one fifty or something like that. But for Jose Aldo to be underdog, I can't believe it. Like and just that first round as well. I think if a lot of people watching that first round probably would have, you know, maybe not given it to Mycano, but said it was a close round or you know it was could have gone either way. Like to me, that round. Was, but that's
1: Aldo as well, though. He's like he kind of waits and kind of he's not in a rush.
0: But that was and he kind of to me that was out a bit. That was prime Jose Aldo-like. That was top, top Jose Aldo. He was... My cannon was hitting with nodding. I remember someone after the... When he lost to McGregor and then he fought Frank Edgar straight away, someone put up a video of all the the shots that Jose Aldo uh, dodged after that. And they were like... Jose Aldo just decided not to get hit after he got knocked out by Conor McGregor, and it was the same in this fight, he, okay, he got hit with one or two, but he was just, everything was moving, and it was, like, I say people probably thought it was close, because you'd nearly have to watch that fight in slow motion to look at all the shots he was actually dodging, like, there was jabs coming in, and we talked about it last week, Mike Cano's jab is absolutely fantastic, and Aldo was just staying outside of Lint when he did come in, he was ...dodging everything... ...moving his head off the center line... ...or if he did move it off the center line... ...just getting backwards... ...you know I always talk about... ...there's different ways to defend in MMA... ...either use... ...you know... the, ...the range... ...by getting far out of range... ...or move your head... ...or get inside whatever... But Aldo was doing all those things extremely well. Like, we mentioned a lot about, you know, and I say that Dominic Cruz is always the example of like a defensive champion, someone who can get to the top, top level by by being very defensive and hard to hit. And I know, okay, all guys are hearty, but extremely hard to hit. Like I think Jose Aldo is one of those guys as well. Like and I, I without this you know, without going full chill on in here, it makes you wonder how good Conor McGregor actually is, doesn't it? That he can hit him full on in, in thirteen seconds and, and knock him out. Like Jose Aldo, we, I think we need to start talking if we're not already talking about Jose Aldo as one of the top fighters of all time. Okay, he lost to McGregor and he lost to Holloway, but he, uh, I really think he's up there with the, with the Joneses, with the Mighty Mouse, with the GSPs, Anderson Silva's or whatever. I think he's in that conversation, do you?
1: Yeah, like the guys he's, he's lost in, in since the the first loss years and years ago are absolute upper echelon, top class, like some of the best ever fighters and my of just isn't that and... Jose Aldo's definitely up there, like uh, as w- one of the best fighters of all time, and he kind of mentioned it in his post-fight interview himself that m- kind of he was the underdog, and maybe that lit a fire under him, a b- under him a bit, like you know, it seemed to.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. Well, like the thing, the difficult thing with with Jose Aldo is he has lost to Holloway twice now. Like, where does he go? I've, you know, I think both of us have kind of mentioned before that lightweight would be a good option for him. I think there's lots of winnable fights for Aldo at lightweight, and I think. You know, okay, Habib Nurmagomedov is not a good matchup for anyone, but I think Jose Aldo, I've always talked about that fight and, and talked about it as a good styles matchup. Like, if Jose Aldo could get up there, win one fight against, let's say, someone like, uh, you know, a lot of people mentioned um Anthony Pettis for him, someone like a Pettis or someone like, you know, even a cowboy or, or Edson Barboza, well, he probably won't fight Edson Barboza, but someone like that, you know, I think he could get a title shot quick enough. And, you know, Aldo versus Nurmagomedov would be a, a pretty... A pretty big fight as well. Like, is there any point of him staying at featherweight? Do you think is is he better off going to lightweight? Uh,
1: he's been talking about it for so many years, but uh, uh, he, he is small. He's, he's going to be small compared to to nearly all the guys at lightweight. Even even at featherweight, these the the mental weight people are are cutting. He is kind of smaller than most of the guys he fights, but he's used to that. Like he's fought guys who are bigger than him for years, so I. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to see him up a, he could, he could do both, you know, he's, he's, he's talking uh, recently in interviews about not going for the UFC gold anymore, not being too focused on it, so yeah, I think he could do both, kind of like Anderson Silva did, or maybe even Anderson Silva kind of fought the guys who weren't the best at, at the the weight above, and maybe Anderson obviously is a is, 20-pound is gap, and it's only a 10-pound gap to lightweight, so yeah, I, I'd, I I could see Aldo doing doing well uh, against a lot of guys that. Uh, lightweight and there's a lot of fresh matchups there and, and very intriguing matchups. So the Habib one, Habib is a big lightweight, but I think maybe a few years ago it would have been a would have been a more or would have been a uh, a better maybe. fight for Aldo. But still, though, like you know, he's he's so good. Like he's got these really good legs. He's got great grappling. He's got really good take care defense. He's he's patient. He's got good striking. A very good striking so yeah I could see him doing really well against a lot of lightweight guys but lightweight is very stacked and maybe at the very top of the division maybe he, he'd struggle but I'd still like to see it
0: yeah me too I suppose like I you know I talked about the first round there the, the second round and how how he stopped my I like it was really good I think you know a lot of people are looking at that and and Talking about the left hook that hit him. I actually don't think it was the left hook which which actually finished the final, which made it close to finishing. I think the left hook actually gave Aldo a bit of you know, a bit of a giddy up, you know, a bit of a, a G up to kind of go at him and he hit him with two right hands. And I actually think it was those two right hands put together and one was a kind of an uppercut inside that kind of overwhelmed Mike Anno a little bit, and Aldo pushing forward, like, there's there's no one more scary than Aldo pushing forward when I mean, he does push forward like that, and Mike Anno ended up turning away. I thought it was a, a very good stoppage, and there was another one like that as well, which we, we'll talk about later on, but th- it was just, like, Aldo as well, you know, we mentioned it last week, and we talked about the um, why it wasn't main event, and Aldo likes fighting over three rounds. There's something different about three-round Aldo as well, isn't there? Like, Aldo just... Okay, the first round he, he came out and he, he maybe looked him up and down more than he normally would because Maikana's such a big, tall guy and he got his time. And I think Aldo realised he was faster than him in the first round and then in the second round he took advantage of that. But three-round Aldo is really good as well. And, you know, even you are talking about there going up the lightweight to take on fighters. Like, three-round fights against some of those lightweight fighters would be pretty good as well, wouldn't they? Like, yeah. he's, he's great in that sort of competition.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Pettis, like, uh, like the, I think they tried to put that together before. Yeah. That, that'd be like, okay, uh, Pettis isn't what he used to be, and maybe Aldo's not quite a, what he used to be. But I think Aldo's kind of at a at a higher level than Pettis is, or he hasn't fallen as much as Pettis has. Maybe that's a better way to put it. So I think that'd be a good matchup for him, and that's a former champ, so that's that's a, that's a fight you can sell, like two former champs. Um, yeah, there's a lot of matchups uh, at lightweight that that you'd fancy Aldo to do well in. Um and kind of for years and years you were kind of you were kind of looking at him maybe thinking oh if he goes up he might even take the belt maybe now he wouldn't but still like you know he said himself you know he's not too focused he he said he's sad about not retiring as a UFC champion but nobody retires as, as champion like it's always a fairy tale like nobody retires at the top
0: mm-hmm. has anyone actually retired apart from Cole Conrad I suppose that's Bellator as well yeah no, no UFC fighter has yeah, definitely. But fair play to Jose Aldo. WEC never die. Right, the main event. Um, and this one, like, I was coming into this, and I I did the rewatch for the first fight uh, over on Patreon this week, and it was a really really complicated fight. And I was expecting this one to be really really complicated as well, but it it just wasn't, was it? It was just a a quick fight, a quick finish. Marlon Moraes made the changes that he needed to make. I think like the the first fight. Yeah. Go on, tell us what what did you think of it? Like compared to the compared to the first fight. And, it was it was pretty easy from Royce this time around wasn't it
1: yeah and like you know he had him he had him rocked and he and he went for the guillotine which is, shows a lot of confidence in his own game as well like a lot of guys wouldn't kind of jump to bottom like that and go for a guillotine when they have a guy rocked he hit him with two really nice overhand rights um, and could have just kept it on the feet and probably finished him but he, he has a lot of uh, belief in himself and Maybe the the diarrhea Marais is uh, another one of these uh, <laughs> mythical creatures.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, <the>
1: shit. <laughs> so funny the way the first thing he said was about diarrhea all week. Shit, shit's, Mar- <laughs> sh- shits
0: Marais, yeah, we got the runs. Shits Marais is up there with uh, Prime Minister, motivated BJ Penn, motivated Ben, Sea Level Kane, uh, Sea <laughs> Level Kane, CRT Yeah, he's up there. <laughs> shits Marais. <laughs> uh, it was it was a good performance. Shit's
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought it was funny uh, that was the first thing he said it was it
0: very was, funny it was. like to me after watching that fight i thought asin tau could have been one who was sick or injured or something. but maybe like him having the shits maybe he thought like i, I can't, need to do this quick yeah i can't yeah. go four or five rounds here i need to get him out of the way quick and like it was and that's a bit unfair because i think his game plan was actually much smarter here than it was in the first fight and maybe it wasn't that it was much smarter than the first fight it was that like he went back and watched the first fight like, I, I talked about it last week, I, t- I thought he needed to snipe more, be more varied, and I think it was the variance which actually helped him an awful lot, because the the, the big shot that hit him, the, the first one, and I actually think it was kind of like the uh the Aldo fight, it was actually the, the, the second couple that actually, or the second one here especially, that hurt him more than the first one, the first one kind of stunned him, but like, what, how he hit him with the first right hand is he threw a faint jab. He actually didn't throw the jab. He went. To, uh, he fainted and then hit him with the right hand. But like I think normally it wasn't the best faint in the world. Like normally Sao would eat that up. He'd have his you know he'd have his guard up. He wouldn't he- eat that right hand afterwards. But I think the fact if you go back and watch the fight like. Marais just did so much different, he was jabbing to the body, he was fainting, he was just throwing jabs, he was throwing leg kicks, he was very, very varied, and it was hard to know what was coming next, and you know, when he when he fainted, and in through the right over the top, and in through the second right, he was badly, badly hurt, and you know, it, it was basically, it wasn't that that was over from then, but it was Moraes just, as you said, he just kept going, and he had great fucking you know, he, he had great uh, pride in himself and great ability, in his belief in himself, like, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for, and, and caught him with the uh, arm and guillotine and, and, and choked him
1: out. Like, yeah, Armin guillotines are, like, notoriously rare, hard though. to finish yeah. as
0: well. Yeah. Like, do you think there's anything to, we, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, is there anything to, like, you know the octagon jitters in the first fight and maybe him not being able to pull the trigger as much as he normally would like mariah is a guy and you know you've watched him more than anyone w- watching in world series of fighting and stuff he's a guy who's like known for pulling the trigger isn't he like we're, people are you know comparing him to justin gaethje and so a different style of fighter but similar like violent sort of fighter and it was kind of odd in the first fight that he wasn't able to do that do you think like it was his first ufc fight and that's a lot got to do with it
1: it's hard to know. Like uh, some guys say, uh, it doesn't it doesn't exist," or some guys say, "You know, UFC uh, jitters are, are bullshit," and some guys say, "Cage rush are bullshit." But it's it affects some guys. It doesn't affect other guys. Maybe it was just a case of of you know, um, I'm kind of he's been in World Series of Fighting and he's here to prove himself, and it, it adds a bit of extra pressure. And maybe that was it. But it's it's really hard to know. Maybe maybe if if uh, Asensio had a had a dodged or had of uh, managed to to. Fight off the arm and guillotine. Maybe it would have turned into a typical Asensio fight, but it didn't. And uh, it was—it's it, really hard to know if UFC titter's came into it or if it was just uh, he made adjustments from watching the first fight, or he he saw something in Asensio's game that he's like, oh, if I, if I do this, is, is this is going to work, or maybe he even figured it out in the first fight. But you know, didn't have the the pop in his punches because because he'd already gone a couple of rounds by the time he figured it out. It, it's always hard to know, but he definitely looked. Uh, he looked much better in, in this fight. Maybe it's the as we said, the the urgency due to the <laughs> due to the diarrhea. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I think it was probably a combination of things in all honesty, is like it like it kind of normally is in MMA, but you know, wonderful performance from Alan Morish. Like the, the talk then is what's gonna be next, you know Ariel tweeted there last night. I was just looking at his tweets this morning, saying that they are probably, uh, you know, closing up that flyweight division. So, you you know, you have to say that Henry Cejudo is going to fight TJ Dillashaw again at 135 pounds. Like Moraes is, is the he should be the next fight for the title, but he's you know he's not going to get that now because Cejudo is going to get like it's very hard. And you're looking at other guys here like Garbrandt's fighting here coming up soon. Tommy Cruz is out injured probably for another six months or something like that. You know, Jimmy Rivera, John Lineker, Aljamain Sterling. He's already knocked out Aljamain Sterling. You know, it's it's a, it's tough to know where Marais goes. Like, it, Marais is probably not the type of guy, but would he be probably right to just sit out and wait now and let, let's let get that fight done and maybe in, in
1: when eight is, months' time? When is Dominic Cruz meant to be back? Or... He's still a good one? You
0: can't really wait out, in Dominic think, Cruz, yeah. though,
1: because he's just so injury-prone.
0: And he's not going to rush back either. He's too smart to do that. But, like, he only had surgery what? Maybe a month ago or something like that, and I think it's it's a six or eight month thing. So he's it's going to be, he's going to be a long time. Like it's a difficult. What
1: about Cody? The Cody fight.
0: Cody's fighting coming up here. He just had uh, yeah. the Pedro Munoz. Yeah, so
1: it's 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 a uh, r- close enough that they could kind of schedule him in for for three months, three or four months time.
0: Yeah. True. That is true. Yeah, I'd like to see that fight as well. It'd be a good fight, you know, two hard hitters. Like that's a that's probably a fight. If I was Cody's manager, I'd be as saying, long as no. Cody wins. Yeah, so long as Cody wins. Yeah, and maybe you know Munoz would be the one if he didn't. But like it, for <laughs> for Cody, I'm like, no, your your chin isn't the best in the world. You're trying to work on your defense. Probably best to, <laughs> to stay away from Marlon Moraes. But if I'm a matchmaker, it probably is you know that that probably is the one I'm looking for. But you know, I suppose it, You know, we we talked a lot about weight and stuff there recently, and waiting for this this core thing to 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 finish, which we'll talk about later on. But it's a similar sort of thing here. You have to wait and see where this whole flyweight situation goes. Will Sahuda actually fight Dillashaw? Will he Will he come up and fight, or will he Will he will one twenty five be saved? So that's you know, I suppose there is no point even discussing it until then. But you know, I, I say Maraysha is probably going to be looking for a fight in between now and, and a championship fight, and you know, he he, I think he deserves it at this stage, but. Moving on here, another big Brazilian win and a probably the easiest win on the whole card, Damian Maia against Lyman Good, just blowing my whole prediction out of the water here. <laughs> he just comes in, forward pressure, takes Lyman Good down. Good does actually a good job of defending on the ground, gets back up, but Maia keeps a hold of him. Maia's relentless
1: though, yeah, yeah. with the tight end attempts and then once he once he got the back, it was kinda a matter of time. And Lyman Good actually did well to fight the hands uh for mm for the rear, on the rear neck choke for a while, but Maya just he's been there so many times, it's kind of his, his speciality is when once he takes it back, you're 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 kind of goosed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like one good thing here as well, and I suppose it's good to mention Michael Bisping. You know, you usually I I I rarely hear something from UFC commentators that, and okay, maybe Dominic Cruz is the one exception, but that makes me think, oh yeah, that's, like, that blows my mind. You know, we have been watching fights now for fucking 10 or 12 years or whatever it is, and you know, you've kind of heard everything at this stage. But like, Michael Bisping in this fight made a great, great point, because he, you know, when Maya took Lyman Goods back, as you said there, he was fighting the hands very well, and I, I agree with you, he was, and I was like, you know, keep doing that, just keep fighting the hands, keep working. You know, we've seen it done before Gunnar Nelson did it and okay, he's not Gunnar Nelson, but he, he was doing very well. But Bisping said, he needs to like spike him on the head, he needs to do something radical to get out of here. And I was like,
1: Yeah, you know, something drastic. Yeah, you, you sit there and wait, it's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, he's doing okay, he's gonna get in. Oh no, he got choked. I was like, Yeah, Bisping is a hundred percent right. Like he, there's there's different situations in there when you've different guys on your back and you're in a, a different sort of ability in that in that situation and you need to do something. So I think like I thought that was very good for Mike. Like most lads, maybe wouldn't say that. They'd probably, you know, say do your fundamentals, keep defending, keep fighting the hands, and doing this. But yeah, I think but this is, is elite smart. level. Yeah.
1: Uh, once he has the it back, it's it's really the elite of the elite at, at finishing from there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, like, I think we got a, actually got a question in maybe last week or got, got an even if even week. if he
1: doesn't get his hands under the the or doesn't get his arm under the neck, he can pop your head like a pimple like he did yeah. to like he did to um, Rick Story.
0: Yeah. Like. It's Maya's not finished yet, is he? He's still like we were talking about last week. It could this could be the end of like I think Lyman Good had ways to win this fight as well if he was able to push him back, whatever. But Maya just came out, looked confident. You know, for a guy who's who's lost a good couple of of fights recently, pushed Lyman Good back and took him down. Like Lyman Good's a good fighter as well. I think people uh, no pun intended. People need to to realize that if they haven't watched him a bit. Like and this was a good win from Maya. So he's like. I I know maya law always be a great fighter if he can get a guy to the ground and obviously get him in that position he's he's gonna yeah. be favourite in most fights but it's not yeah, that easy to do I think that Bisping mentioned it,
1: it as well like uh, Bisping did a good job and and in the fights he mentioned that like you know backing up against the cage like Lyman did it just terrible mm-hmm. uh, it's bad news against somebody like Damian Maya uh, but. You know, if you step forward as well, if Demi My has like maybe he's he's not the best single or not the best at double legs or single legs in the in the middle of the cage. But if he gets you up against cage, he'll trip you or he'll just get you down in some way. He doesn't even need to get you down; he just needs to to get you off balance, and then he's kind of kind of jump on your back, lock in that body triangle, and you know, like you know he showed against Gunnar Nelson. Just like Gunnar Nelson is this like really top level grappler but Damian Moya showed in, in the fight that he's he's on another level i
0: mm-hmm, um, okay maybe the most controversial fight at night Charles Oliveira versus
1: <laughs> so David, Charles Oliveira
0: David Teemore what are, what are your thoughts he's calling his is. own
1: timeouts he's, <laughs> yeah. oh my god
0: <laughs> this was the a, ref was
1: terrible as well like if awful. the ref thought it wasn't uh, there, yeah. if it, like he was touching the fighters at one stage or very close. Oh, terrible. And he called his own timeout. He let him have his own timeout, even though the ref did. Uh, Bisming said he looked back on the tape and it was an eye poke, but the ref seemed to think it wasn't an eye poke, but did seem to give him a little bit of a timeout. It was just terrible refereeing. But yeah, uh, it's so. The, the fight, every fight is with Charles Oliveira. Something like this happens.
0: Yeah, there was like a number of different things from from the referee here. Like the the second eye poke, as you mentioned there, he didn't see it, so you can't give it. Charles, as you mentioned, Charles Oliveira just like called his own timeout. Then the finish as well. Like I I think, you know, people are always giving out to me now because I said the the Tito fight was an early finish, and I can't call any finish. But this this was the exact opposite of that. This was a fighter clearly not defending himself intelligently. He uh Temer turned away. The ref just let Oliveira punch him from behind as Timur just like just moved away, just turtled up, was doing absolutely not. Timur got hit like four times and he was like, Oh fuck, I better start, start defending myself. He's not gonna stop this. Turned around, hit him a couple more times, and then he had to and then he had to stop it. Like it was it, <laughs> it was just terrible refereeing, and ugh, you know, this Jerem is a constantly terrible referee, and we've we've laughed at him, but <laughs> God, he was he was so awful. Like uh, Tamor is uh, like the eye as well. As uh, the first eye book, it, it looked like he was giving it was a him a bad eye book. It was a very bad eye book, but it looked like he was given him five minutes. You you don't get five. And Brendan Fitzgerald said it on the said it on the commentary as well, you don't get five minutes for an eye book. you only get five minutes for a low blow, that's why the referee is usually bring, brought in on eye books, to kind of give him time to say, are you okay, just look at him, and the, the ref kind of did that as well, he walked away, but the ref should be there in with the doctor, is he okay, is he okay, check him, It. this is, you know, <clears throat> this is not a five minute job, and I like I thought he refereed that pretty badly, I think Brendan Fitzgerald needs to learn the rules a little bit better as well, um, when looking at that, but, I suppose that it was weird, but the finish itself and the fight itself. Um, uh, Timor hit him with a big. I think it was a right hand in the first round, knocked him down, and could have been could have been over there. Oliveira did well to, to stay in, uh, and then in, he hit Timor with. I think it was a kick, and he like hit his toes into the under his eye, and his eye closed up badly. And I think that's actually the biggest reason why this fight actually ended. Um, that that elbow he hit him with was a big shot, but it was actually. Uh, one big uppercut at least anyway and another big right hand that he hit him with straight into the eye that actually finished it like when he hit him into that eye he turtled up and moved away and that was kind of what finished it but good stuff from Charles Oliver you know we talked about yeah Olivera striking his yeah. striking
1: looked, looked good he put a lot of pressure as well uh like I thought we could talked about it thought David teamer would have the the advantage on the feet and then he did drop uh, Oliver but Oliver held his own pretty well and you know uh very well and even got the better of him And obviously he's very good on the ground and that on Anaconda choke was lovely uh, obviously that's David Tamer's uh, uh, weakness on, uh, he's obviously much better on, on the feet than he is on the ground but I thought it was a, an impressive performance from Oliver but it was it was obviously a <laughs> it was a very, it was a very Charles Oliveira performance with the with the IPO calling his own timeout. There's always something strange that happens in in an Oliveira fight.
0: Yeah, and like he's moving up the, I think he's four straight finishes now in, in a row, so he's moving up the the lightweight rankings and. You know he might might be getting a big fight there there shortly, but uh, let's wait and see on that. What about Johnny Walker? This guy is.
1: Oh, I love him so like much. He's ready. He's <laughs> getting ready to go to the beach or something before the.
0: <laughs> Chris, before I, the fight. Just laying in his hands up and waiting for a mil check to come out. You know what a. Great,
1: yeah. The just, hook kick and the oh, is beautiful as well. Like it's it. been in back fist and the celebration was horrific, but it was funny.
0: Yeah, I, like another. You know, I like Brendan Fitzgerald, but I don't think he's a great night in commentary here. Him roaring about oh, this fight's going to go on instant replay. I was like, what are you talking about? He he kicked him in the in the arm. Like, he wouldn't even get yeah, near it. Yeah,
1: said it as well that he was yeah. like, oh, it was a legal strike. It wasn't like in real time. it was like, I oh, missed with that. It was
0: miles away. But even if it he, is a
1: very risky thing to throw, though, is, because yeah. if the guy gets up at a different angle, then you blow the fight and you end up with a DQ. But yeah. Besides that, it was brilliant from Johnny Walker. I think he was brilliant. aiming
0: for the body anyway. I don't think he was aiming for the head. Like, and that's you can soccer kick a lad in the body anyway. So it's not well. yeah. But anyway, as you said, <laughs> coming out with that hook kick, been spinning around, fucking like Andrade, Se, Almas hitting him with the the spinning back fist, knocking him down, soccer kicking him into oblivion underground almost. It was just. And then doing the worm underground like the fucking one two three kid, just brilliant. I I I love jo- Johnny Walker has gone on Team Sheehan immediately. I don't know who I'm taking out.
1: <laughs>
0: Dave Fogarty he retired. He's jerking everywhere. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love
0: him. He's my f- oh, he might be my new wonderboy. I love Johnny Walker so much. He's a grand. I like. I watched this and was like, give that man to John Jones immediately. <laughs> it might be a little bit too soon. I might be gone a little bit insane. But God, what about? I, I like, I think you move Johnny Walker up quickly. I think you you move him. I like, would you feed a shogun to him or something like that?
1: He's had 19 <laughs> fights already. It's not exactly, he's not exactly inexperienced, but I think the John Jones fight would be too much too soon, you know? <laughs>
0: yes. I, I like to get excited. But look. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Yeah.
1: Like, he, he's fought, like, you know, Czech uh, Cone, che, uh, uh, a great win, a good, a good guy. It's a good win, but. Khalil Roundtree just in the death they're, they're nowhere near the level of a, of a of a John Jones obviously John Jones is, <laughs> is elite um, Shogun
0: but, uh, Shogun Glover Teixeira Shogun
1: yeah mm. the he, the, 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 Glover Teixeira uh, could cause a lot of problems for him I think uh, yeah but he also could just go out and style on, on him you, you don't know but I think one or two more and then kind of move him up to to a veteran like like, uh, like a Glover or Somebody like that, but I, uh yeah, the John Jones fight I think is is a few fights away, and and but if he keeps finishing people like you know you finished uh, round three with a lovely elbow in the first round. This is a, a spinning back fist finish after a hook kick. So if he keeps doing this, they they they, they won't hold him back for long.
0: hundred uh, percent. Anything else from the rest of the cards that that stuck out to you?
1: Um, mm, not really. Um, I think Thiago Alves got a bit of a dodgy decision Uh, (laughs) I think Max Griffin won that fight but uh, it's like Paddy Pinball fighting in Liverpool ooh (laughs) tweet ask Sean GNBA
0: I'd been cartilage 86 or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Hobbery uh, you don't normally see hometown decisions but in Brazil you do the odd time though I think Brazil is the one place on earth where you do get a bit of of down decisions yeah that was I think it's because they're so passionate up, and they,
1: yeah. they, they do go mad for every every strike that uh, their, their guys land and yeah. they do show great support for them so it is the judges are human and stuff but I do think that was a, the, the wrong decision
0: yeah there was, what about Suriname Derek Lewis Jarzinho Rosenstruck winning against, like he beat Junior Albini in the second he's supposed to be a high level kickboxer I don't know but in that first round, he literally was CM Punk levels of badness. Like, just maybe the worst fighter I've ever seen in the UFC. <laughs> Cindy Dandois levels on. of shit. Yeah, was I was
1: like. going to say. <laughs> I was like, hold on. He was... Do you not remember? God, How he was... have you forgot? He was
0: terrible. He was absolutely terrible. That, the first fight as well, the uh, uh, Bond... Torin versus Bibulato fight. I, I watched that last yes last night as well. That was pretty good. Bonterin looks like a good fighter. You know, Bibulatov his last two in a row now, or was it last two or last three? Let me just look. But that was a a good fight anyway. I, you know, Bibulatov's a, a yeah his last two in a row, now, last John last night. But last. But um, you know, Bonterin looks like a, a good fighter as well, and definitely want to to watch out there. Although Flywet's disappearing, so he's probably not one to watch out. So just forget about it <laughs> yeah it's
1: such a strange situation it is a strange situation
0: alright let's move on here before we get to next week's uh, UFC card um, Bellator are going to be in Newcastle next week with a pretty you know pretty good card we yeah. have uh, Patricky Ferreira taking on Ryan Scope Aaron Chalmers is back here against Corey Browning your boy Fabian Edwards takes on Lee Chadwick Terry Brazier yeah. Chris Bunyard good card enough isn't
1: it yeah it is uh, it's, it's a step up for uh, Fabian Edwards like yeah uh, uh, Lee Chadwick's fought some really good guys over the years okay maybe his record is up and down but he's you know he's fought uh obviously uh, Ronan McKay from Ireland he, he he lost to him but he beat Carl Pendred with a i think it was a i think it was a first round knockout i know that was like what 9 years ago or 8 years ago or something but uh he he lost to Chris Fields he fought Jack Morris Marshman lost to him these are all years ago but he's like you know he's been around he's experienced he's he's fought some really good guys he beat Victor Chang in his in his last fight uh, Tommy Quinn standing guillotine against Tommy Quinn, so he, he's a good bit of experience But I, I just think Fabian Edwards is, is, is next level.
0: Yeah, like Fabian is. Hopefully, we'll be able to watch this fight, but.
1: Uh, well, Aaron <laughs> Chalmers tweeted that they're working on a TV deal, but yeah. like it's kind of like I will believe it when I see it, and um, hopefully it won't be tape delays or... and stuff. Or who knows about They're gonna do like it's just. Like I have a feeling What what they're going to do
0: is They're like This six fight series Is probably going to be on like Five Spike or Channel 5 or something Or MTV maybe Or something like that And then like We're still not going to be One of the channels that like
1: Most people in Ireland have Who have UP Or what is it called uh, Virgin Media Won't be able to watch And we'll be getting inundated With angry tweets Even though we can't do anything about it Mm Mm-hmm (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> <laughs> just typical Bellator, yeah. UK cards
0: Look, hopefully, maybe they'll be on Sky Sports You'll never know, maybe they'll announce it uh, They're, they're in the it, press conference on the Viacom studios So they're, uh, <sighs> it's probably not, it's probably hope. like if it was MTV, it'd be fucking brilliant like, but, Well,
1: Aaron, Aaron Chalmers being on the card does give it a little bit more hope I think mm-hmm. for getting some kind of decent TV deal Because he, he does draw interest But just... <sighs> If it's just only it when I see if, it. if
0: it's only this European series, though, it's actually a waste of time. Like they might as well not have it on because we're still missing, but we're not getting anything extra. We're just getting the Bama cards, and these are basically Bama cards, and you know, especially the Ireland one. But this one, at least this one, has Patricky on it. The rest of them is just a Bama card, like basically you know a Cage Warriors card or whatever. So it's like it's we're not getting anything. We're actually getting less because we're getting less Bama cards probably.
1: Well, you have have people like, you know, okay, Lewis Long and Jimmy Wallhead and uh, Colin Fletcher's on the prelims and uh, Dominic Woodings uh, has has a lot of potential. Uh, Obviously, he's early in his career and he's fought some good guys already. Uh, But yeah, Tommy Quinn's on the card as well. So there is is some good fights there, but uh, will we be able to watch them, as you mentioned earlier? Maybe, I really hope, Fabian Edwards deserves to be, to be showcased and hopefully because Aaron Chalmers is on the card like a lot of people are pissed off throughout the, the what two years roughly that Chalmers have been fighting they yeah. pissed off at him but he does he does garner interest and people like Fabian Edwards can benefit from that mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, you know, we I think we've been kind of very complimentary of Aaron Chalmers, a lot of people haven't, and, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people talking shit about him, but, I like, I think you need to understand what Aaron Chalmers actually is, you know, he's a guy who is famous, and he goes out and he has a couple of fights, and that's it, you know, maybe he'll move up, I was talking to someone about him the other day, and they were saying, you know, this guy's been fighting and training for a long time, you know, he's, okay, he's not fighting yeah. the best guys in the world or anything, but, you know, he's. But not- if he wasn't Aaron Chalmers, yeah, if he both. was just
1: if he was just Aaron Chalmers, random guy, random fighter, uh, people would be wouldn't be like like this. And he's not saying you know he's he's honest about it himself. He's not he's not like if you're one and zero or two and zero or three and zero, you're not going to fight just because you're in, just because you're known to people. You're not going to fight like you know one of the best fighters in the, in Bellator have. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Okay, this guy uh, Corey Browning. Isn't exactly you know I haven't seen him, but he, he's four and two. He isn't exactly put into anybody. He has a win over Kevin Ferguson Jr. and uh, you know, it's a guy who people have heard of. So he's not exactly like guy off the street, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense to me to to do this. And as I said, it brings eyes to people. Like well, as long as they do, they do get a, some kind of TV, or even just stick it on YouTube on a stream for yeah. a fiver or whatever, or even for free or whatever, and people. People will watch just out of interest. People who hate Aaron Chalmers, want to see him lose, they'll watch. People who like Aaron Chalmers will watch. People who just have heard of him and they're flicking through the channels. They're like, oh, this guy's from Jersey Shore. Let me just, what's going on here, you know? Mm -hmm. And then maybe they should have, uh, the the better order I'm looking at, they have Fabian Edwards before Chalmers. Uh, That's, I think, a bad decision. But maybe that's wrong because, you know, the Bellator running orders are always, they're never correct. Like you try to watch, you tune in at a time to watch a fighter and it's usually not the right order.
0: Yeah, 100%. Alright, let's move on here to UFC 234 next week which is going down in the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne. Is Rod Laver not like the tennis player dude, is he? Is he? Yeah, he is no the tennis idea. player. That's weird. It's on the t- t- tennis arena but I presume it's indoors anyway. Um... This is not the best card in the world, but two exciting There's fights. Some good fights, to yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like anything after the top two fights that are good. I like I like Kai Kara-France. I think he's a a very good prospect and all that. Lando Venata. Oddly, Lando, like, he's the fighting.
1: Yeah, he's fighting a guy who's six and four, but uh, like you know, Lando's always good fun. Uh, well, nearly always good fun to watch. Uh, besides that. Sam Alvey's fighting an undefeated nine and zero uh Australian guy or Jimmy
0: Crude, yeah he's been pretty good he he played he played he fought well in he's uh his last UFC fight yeah so he's pretty good Honey Aya as well versus Ricky Simon that's a pretty good fight or Ricky Simon or whatever you want to call him but Honey yeah Aya's he has a good put... win
1: like over Paul Craig like you know he he submitted Paul, Paul Craig uh, Paul Craig obviously Jimmy been disappointed in the UFC but Sam Alvey will probably you know, some fights probably usually pretty boring until he lands a knockout, yeah. or if he doesn't land the knockout, they're usually very boring.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what about this Israel Adesanya Anderson Silva fight?
1: Yeah,
0: is it, it going to be as sad as everyone expects?
1: <sighs> With Anderson, like he can land something out of nowhere, but the speed isn't there anymore. Even when he was on the uh, at the top, he was forty. You know, uh, mm, oh, yeah. I hope it's not just a complete. I don't know. I don't know what I hope after here. It's a strange one. These guys that have been watching for years and they come in. You just I just hope it isn't sad.
0: Yeah. Like watching watching fights for these two lads. I, mean, I, I like if you were a big fan of Anderson Silva, we did an Anderson Silva career retrospective on Patreon a couple of weeks ago where we went back and watched all these fights and, and talked about him. So like the most of the like, analysis to done this, to be done in this fight was was kind of done there. And like what we said there was he used to be this unbelievable assassin counter striker that he never really got beaten when someone pushed the pace against him and pushed forward until michael bisping did it and he you know he's not the guy you'd probably expect to do it no no you yeah know,
1: but you, can, bisping, like, you know the weidman fights you you can make arguments if like you can make arguments that he was clowning and mm-hmm. he got knocked at the first time i think i think his boat were legitimate wins like the the broken leg was was a legitimate technique he yeah. he obviously Anderson was known for his leg kicks chris weidman prepared for it and checked the leg kick and Obviously, he probably wasn't expecting a broken leg, but it was a legit technique and it was a legit win. 100%. And then you could argue that he beat Bisping by TKO and by decision in that fight. Uh, yeah. And then you, and I then like he took a late-notice fight against Daniel Cormier, who's a lot bigger than him. Uh, and then he beat Derek Brunson. So, you know, it's, it's not exactly like, you know, he's fallen off a cliff and he's been losing yeah. to... He's been losing to Stephen Bonner or, no. you know, guys who are just terrible.
0: But he's he's definitely
1: not yeah. Definitely the ghost of Anderson Silva, as I always talk about. But uh, is just he's he's really really top prospect. He's what is he now? Let me just check his record here 15 15 and now, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's been gradually stepping up, uh, looking really good, answering all the questions. He beat Derek Brunson in his last fight, too. Um, same as Anderson Silva. But maybe, you know, maybe Adesanya has been watching all maybe there's a bit of extra nerves there, maybe he's a fan of his. You know, sometimes that can play into it, but I just I just see Alisanya dominating here. I think Anderson's chin is, is weak now. Uh he doesn't have the speed that he used to have to dodge. Um and uh, I just I just hope uh I just hope it isn't sad. Yeah.
0: Like I think Israel Adesanya needs to be very careful here because I hundred percent I agree with what you were saying about him not having the speed to dodge, but he still has, he still has he a still good bit of speed. He still something out of nowhere. Yeah, countering yeah. as well, his speed is still good. Like watching that Brunson fight, he was still countering, you know, pretty well against that. Okay, he's not the same. His foot movement as well, especially he looks kind of, he looks heavier on his feet and stuff. Maybe he's done that in purpose and and kind the of broken
1: goes, leg maybe plays into that yeah, as well. True
0: as well. Yeah, 100%. That was a very
1: bad broken leg, like.
0: Definitely, yeah, and maybe it, he's doing it as well just so he can throw harder shots. You know, he's, okay, We, you you know, you can look back at the Damian May fights and stuff and, and talk about how he didn't throw many shots. But he was uh. always a guy who, who did throw shots usually, but now he's kind of turned into a guy who is really looking for that one. Sure, he's playing guitar shot.
1: in that fight and no, all. He's having a bit of practice. <laughs> he
0: was, yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's very, very... Yeah, very, very, not a tough fight for. Well, it is a tough fight for Israel Lesagne, but a very tough fight to to game plan for. I think because, like, you look at Anderson Silva. And you're like, what does Anderson Silva want? He wants a guy to push forward, throw shots at him, so he can counter him. You know, that's really what Israel is. You know, a lot of people say Israel is very similar to Anderson Silva. I actually don't think no. he is. You know, watching him, he pressures in. He goes in with his jab. He lands. He he he's. St- when he's in orthodox, he throws his jab long very well. When he uh, switches to southpaw, he throws that straight left, very good, straight down the clinch. One thing he is very like Anderson Silva is the knees in the clinch. When he gets in the clinch, he, he catches you in that Muay Thai clinch and he throws knees very, very hard. So that's what he is him. But, you know, if, if he's throwing that jab a lot and Anderson Silva can see that jab coming and he can counter it, that could be trouble for Adesanya as well. So I wouldn't rule Anderson Silva yeah. out totally, but...
1: He is nearly 44. He'd be 44 in two months as well and... and we always talk about how quickly the game moves on and, uh, is Anderson training has he got the same motivation to be training as hard as Adesanya I highly doubt it uh, uh, I just hope it isn't it uh, isn't really sad but I think uh, bar some kind of crazy Anderson Silva and knockout which I don't see happening it's probably going to be sad
0: yeah like I, I think if you know I, th- I think jab is in lots of ways is obviously a, a main factor but I. I especially think it in this, like if Adesanya can start landing that jab, doesn't need counters and hits Anderson Silva after it, maybe one or two after it. I think it's going to be. A, it could be a quick night for Anderson Silva. It could be. It could be big trouble. But you know, I'm look. I'm actually looking forward to seeing this fight. I think this fight medal. But if you, made you do make a, of a couple
1: of, if you make a couple of mistakes, yeah. Anderson Silva could capitalize. Like he, you can never forget how how good Anderson Silva was. But I just, I just don't see it. I just, I just don't see this going well at all for Anderson Silva. Yeah,
0: me neither. Sadly. What about the main event, Kelvin Gaslam versus Robert Whitaker? This feels like this fight has been in the in the works for like two years, and it's it's finally happening. Good to see Robert Whitaker back, and it's an interesting enough fight, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. I uh, I think both guys have obviously fought down a weight before, but I think Whitaker is the, the bigger guy, and he's okay. They they've both they've both been up at uh, 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 It's not their first time up there, so I don't think that's going to play much of a factor or uh, up at middleweight. Uh, but Robert Whitaker looks <clears throat> so good against uh, Romero and Souza, and you know, even even uh, of oh, Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson has been brought up for a lot of losses in the last five minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know he's been out for a while. And um, well, how long's he? Been? When's he last fought? Like uh, Romero was what? Let me see here. It was what eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, he's had a few injuries, but I just think his game has been developing. Really, really quickly, really, or making good strides in between fights, and his wrestling has come on a lot, and his his, his striking is unorthodox, an and it's hard to it's hard to get his timing. So, but Gastelum's kind of hit and miss as well. Some some fights he comes in and looks in great shape, but sometimes he comes in and looks like he hasn't really trained that hard. But I, I obviously this is a, a this is a huge fight for Gastelum I, I I guess that he'd be ready for this, but I just think. I just think the skills and the well-roundedness and the, the unorthodox striking of Whitaker is going to be too much here. I,
0: I think it probably will be as well. But you have to say about Kelvin Gaslam, he is a guy who rises to the occasion. He wins lots of these big fights. Okay, sometimes he's very off nights as well, and he's he's one of those guys. But at his best, he's really, really good. If you know, if he comes at his best, it's going to be a great fight. But if he doesn't come at his best, he'll probably get beaten pretty easy. Like. This is kind of the classics, kind of Sopar versus orthodox, the constant pressure against the the kind of the timed pressure. Like Gaslam is the guy who puts on constant pressure. He's a loose front hand, throwing that jab in behind it, throwing throwing combinations, getting in the clinch. Like he's very, very good takedowns, and very good in the clinch. If someone tries to take him down himself, his takedown defense isn't that good. So maybe that's something Whitaker does, but unlikely. For Whitaker, then, he's the the orthodox fighter. He's a very low lead, like Gastelum. He pressures as well, but his pressure is more on and off. He pressures, and he always throws. He always throws with combinations. Like Gaslam could come in, he'll throw one jab and he'll move his front foot and throw another jab, and then maybe two, throw three or four. Whitaker always comes in jab, right hand, jab to the body, maybe leg kick, maybe starts with leg kick, comes in with a shot over the top. You know, always different combinations and then well timed as well. Like the thing about this is, I talk about Gaslam's pressure. And okay, you know, to mention Derek Brunson again, Derek Brunson almost had you know he had Whitaker in trouble he did okay he didn't almost finish him but he was you know he, he was pushing Whitaker back he hit him with one big shot and Whitaker hit him with a, with a counter and, and finished him quickly after but you know if Gaslam looks at that fight and come on and put on the pressure his takedowns are pretty good now Whitaker's very very difficult to take down as well but if he can land some big shots Gaslam hits hard look we saw what he did against Michael Bisping knocked him out he hits he hits like a
1: truck so. Mm, Bisping came back way too quick for that fight did, as well, but, though. but yeah no your point still stands mm. but uh, I think that's worth mentioning.
0: Yeah, definitely but like this this is a very intriguing fight like if Gaslam comes at his very best it's very very intriguing now Whitaker is a guy as well though Whitaker isn't near his prime yet I think like we saw Whitaker in yeah. tough smashes not that long ago and he's improving and improving and improving so Gaslam could come out at his very best and Whitaker could absolutely destroy him here so keep that in mind it's it's a very interesting fight I like I I favor Whitaker because I think he's one of the best fighters in the world I think he's great but well, Gaslam is no joke either. This is a high-level fight. Really, really good. You know, two guys as well who are probably not cutting any weight. Both have fought at uh, welterweight. So they're fighting for the middleweight title here. So it's you know, two guys at their very, very best. not, in, you know, holding them back or mm. anything like that. I really think Whitaker
1: fun. has gotten bigger since then. I think he probably does cut weight now, but it's not, like, drastic, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a... Should be a good, fun fight, and uh, let's let's see who wins. Let's see. Um, all right, a couple of more things here. We talked about Bellator. Okay, this Nevada State Athletic Commission hearing the last day. We, I know we did a <sighs> podcast on the whole Conor McGregor thing, but let's just touch on or actually, that. Actually, while you mentioned Conor McGregor, what
1: about that K- composer, Grappager Hitman posted this uh, yes. McGregor clone? <laughs>
0: very same as him he's good as well I thought he was good even
1: the way he, like he he entered the cage and yeah. waited for the, the the bell to ring it's so strange to watch it was really odd
0: it's like it's the oddest thing I've ever seen I was like is this a film or is this a uh, clip from the documentary with like a Bellator stream or something that we're looking at here it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever he's good though like, imagine if he ended up in the UFC and he ended up fighting McGregor. That'd be insane, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> Who would win? He's all, he must have been, like, studying McGregor when he started training. I don't know. It's, ah, man, it's, it's so not, strange. He's
0: not studying McGregor. Oh, like, hes he is McGregor. Like, it's not that, it, you know, there's lads with similar fighting styles. This is not that. He's got that. the
1: beard. He's got the hair. Like, it's just so strange. He did
0: He's like, his little turn, you know. He's, like, he's praying with his fisting when comes yeah. into the octagon. Even
1: the way he, like, kind of, like, pulled his punches back in, like, yeah. when McGregor's kind of getting really confident. It's just so strange. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really, really odd. I've
0: never seen anything like
1: that in my whole life. It was the, it was the
0: weird, like he. he cut What's his, beard, his name like, again? Whatever. If people want to look it up, I don't know. Anchor or something. It's, it's on, on severe, severe <Mate>, MMA.
1: Yeah. McGregor, Uncanny McGregor Clown. Yeah, type that in. Do
0: you like my headline that I put up? Like, there's no better. So, and someone did, I put up on Facebook, and someone put up on Facebook. Oh, he doesn't look like him at all. What are you talking about? And it's like. Have you ever seen Conor McGregor fighting? Like it's the exact same as him. i mean, It's like he. It's it's amazing as well how well he did it. Like You know he was throwing those shots really, well. like, okay, the guy. He was That's fighting the thing. He was must have, like,
1: st- like I'm thinking that he, not muscle, but I think I'm thinking that he probably started training MMA, like with that in mind. Like I don't think he like started the M- MMA and then started developing this. It looked like he's from day one that he started MMA. He was like trying to replicate McGregor. Uh. Maybe he was, maybe he was, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was a, you know, a striker before. I don't know anything about him or whatever. But it seems to me like he, from day one of his training, he he probably was trying to replicate Connor.
0: It's weird though, because like. You'd expect a lad to do that to be absolutely shit, but he looked good. It was I. I don't yeah, understand. well, him. the guy
1: he was fighting looked terrible, terrible as well. So it terrible, we'll see how. So. But like he's 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 gonna like he's kind of making a name for himself. Like you know, people there's a lot of interest in that, and maybe when his next fight comes along, he'll probably get a lot more a lot more interest than another random 2 and 0 guy or whatever so mm-hmm. it, maybe it'll work for him
0: yeah Morris adorf is his name. cake hitman uh, tweeted up, but it's up on severe Anyway, we can check it yeah. out yeah if you're not
1: following grab grab hitman Composer yeah. on, on twitter you're, you're missing out
0: definitely legend great man but uh yeah this this whole Conor mcgregor habib thing uh i'm just re- I'll read Ariel's tweets here uh Conor mcgregor has been suspended 6 months and fined 50,000 for his role um, Habib his suspension ends on uh, April 6th Habib Magomedov suspended nine months and fined 500,000 Um the suspension can be reduced to six months if he cooperates in the filming and distribution of an anti-bullying PSA
1: it sounds like he won't do that though because he's said he's going to wait out for the year that his yeah, friends or relatives got he suspended did. for
0: but Dana White didn't say he would do it but uh so, Dana white, come yeah, on! Don't is.
1: believe, don't believe his lies. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> Zabiria tohugovdin Habib's teammate has been suspended for one year and fined twenty five thousand. And Abu Bakar and Magomedov has been suspended for one suspended even for one year uh, and fined twenty five thousand as well. Because uh, we're doing a podcast and this quick rundown, a bit harsh on McGregor, although it isn't really much habib maybe the fine is a little bit harsh but... i
1: don't i don't think you can take into account how much money the fighter has like himself I'm talking about connor here like mm-hmm. 50 grand for that is just ridiculous like for any other fighter nearly any other fighter a bar like the top 10 15 fighters, that's a huge amount of money that's more than their purse it just seems very over the top uh, but Connor probably doesn't care because to him it isn't. But I don't think that should be taken in that should be taken into account. Like you're not just gonna stand there and get, get swarmed by people. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Yeah, this it's a strange one.
0: This, uh, I'll just mention again this whole first punch, you know, Zapruder oh, film shit is just the stupidest shit. It doesn't shit matter but,
1: Like, even if he did throw the first punch, you're not just going to let somebody run into the cage and just punch you. Like.
0: Okay, before he threw the first punch, Habib had jumped out of the cage on top of his teammates. Habib's corner had jumped Double into Double foot the cage. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Finn Balor style His teammates had run it Jumped over the cage Jose Aldo did a similar thing With the (laughs) the Invisible man I love when Jose Aldo (laughs) does it though Oh I love it He's a great man But yeah the habib's team ran into the cage went after mcgregor he was well in his rights to protect himself and throw a punch at him 100%. Now okay, if, look they want to ban him for a few months or whatever for that. I look, I think it's fair enough. You can't be punching people either, but what, well, you know, obviously well, I wouldn't. Have the, I think the weirdest thing that. about the
1: whole kangaroo court commission thing was trying to ban or talking about banning like fight promotion. It's just like, what are they talking about? Yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? How? It's like boy, these people are crazy. Where do they find these people?
0: They are insane. insane. Like, yeah. We
1: thought we were, like, Pat Lundvall's gone. We were don't like, oh, great, dare. this is brilliant. But then just they, they just find these other crazy people.
0: <laughs> don't you dare say a bad word about my girl, Pat Lundvall. I love her somewhere. She was the best. Crazy.
1: Is she still on gardening leave or has she been fired yet? I, I don't, don't know. know.
0: Every time I hear Pat Lundvall, I just think of Tom Jones singing, She's a lady. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. <laughs> I love Pat Lundvall. Legend. But, yeah, uh, you, you know, I think a year suspension is too little for the for Abu Abubakar and, and Tugov as well. I think coming into a, a cage and re, literally assaulting someone is is horrendous. I think that should have been at least two years. But you
1: know, uh, it's, Two years is a long time in MMA though as well.
0: Yeah, I think they deserved it on fairness. Like for Habib, you can understand what Habib did. It was did, kind of mad. a bit of
1: handbags at the end of the day as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Like. Not really. He punched him straight in the fucking back of the head.
1: Yeah. These things happen sometimes in MMA
0: <laughs> Someone uh, A.M.C. Lee <laughs> tweeted us yesterday Actually he was at the shop And he heard someone saying something. These things happen in MMA <laughs> <That's>
1: hilarious <laughs> think, yeah. It's always funny when you overhear MMA conversations it is, yeah. in public
0: It is, it's very odd but, uh, some, some, of the,
1: some of the takes are just so horrific Oh
0: god, yeah I, I was like
1: so my, like Skip Bayless level retardedly. Yeah,
0: my relatives will be talking about it as well the odd time. I'm just like, no, nah, I can't even speak. I can't even speak. I can't even. I can't even talk about that. uh Okay, we talked about Connor the smack talk, John Jones, and uh, like I don't know if this mm. even even talking about. We're talking about the the Wintrus spent about four hours. He got his license back for one fight anyway. You know, we've talked about it over and over before.
1: It's such a strange situation. It's hard to comment on it because we don't nobody seems to know what the story is with the with the drugs in the system and it's just a really strange situation and if if, if they're going to let him just fight it it seems from what people are saying i don't know how educated these people are in the situation it doesn't seem like anybody knows but that he can just like take this for the rest of his career and just say oh it's in my system and he seems to be oh, it's just very strange it's hard to comment because it's, it's I'm, I'm, i don't know about the i don't know about the 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 testing and the how long it stays in your system and how it works but it just it's a very strange situation and it's definitely like it just it just keeps if it was if it was any other fighter who wasn't an elite level fighter who drew money I think it would be different
0: yeah it definitely would but like at this stage it's kind of finished with because you know, this this uh, thing happened and then they had the press conference a couple of days later and I was listening to that and then someone asked them a question about it and I was like, oh yeah, i kind of forgotten about that just because it's, it's kind john of pa- no it's not that it's john jones it's just like it's passed its sell by this like we're finished talking about this now did they have decided what's going on here and we might as well move past it like you know we we talked about it so much at this stage like these picograms are going to keep popping up like what i want to know the one question i want to know is here how many people picograms does he have to pop for before they actually say that he failed the test like can you can he can can there be a thousand picograms inside in him are, I, like, don't, I don't know that, I That's no what idea. I want to know like, cause this The problem as well with all of this Is they're basing it on The problem is nobody science. seems to
1: know what the hell's going on like, yeah, They're basing it
0: the on science that doesn't exist They're basing it on one test Like you know if, if you went out And drove a fucking Ford Mondeo And you said oh I got it to a top speed Of 94 miles an hour would you t- say for the rest of time that, oh, the top speed of a Ford Mondeo is 94 miles an hour? No! You'd go out and get a professional driver to do it. You'd do it fucking 30 times to get the top speed every time. And in that, you can write down in the leaflet, that's the top speed of a Ford Mondeo. That's that's how things are done, like, and even more so with fucking science and important things like this. One guy did it. Here,
1: what are, what are Ford paying you? <clears throat> Nothing. It should be fucking <laughs> pain. It should be
0: but like it's 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 crazy situation. But that's the situation we have, and we might as well just move on. Like it's it's kind of pointless. But anyway. All right, I think that's all our topics. Let's let's answer a few questions here. I, we didn't get that many questions in this week because we're doing the, the podcast so early and Patreon, and because Patreon was, was down, down <laughs> yesterday as well. So, but it's back up now. Uh, interview as well up there with um with Paul Hughes. So if uh, he's coming back, he's looking for a fight at the moment. So if you're a big fan of Irish MMA, win one of the, one of the best prospects in Irish MMA, give that a listen. Patreon.com I think he's grappling against Severe Johnny Redmond. Is he as well? That happened last week. Yeah, he won. Oh, he, it did he, uh, yeah he submitted him yeah. So we talked about he mentioned that a little bit as well. So yeah, um yeah what I know
1: com. <laughs> Was, yeah.
0: too, too busy fucking Having barbecues and stuff Never liked you apparently, apparently that, that, that uh, Jiu-Jitsu tournament Was a complete farce Altogether Half the lads didn't show up There was like four people There watching Apparently it was It was really Four bad. people
1: That's good for the Jiu-Jitsu show Isn't it <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to get so much hate. It, is. it is. I'm <laughs> sorry
0: Johnny Jitsu by fair play to um, But even people who do
1: Jitsu Talk about how boring Jitsu yeah. is <laughs> it's, like, it's
0: definitely the most boring thing on earth Who wants to watch Like especially Gi Jiu Jitsu That's oh, well, the most so thing in the world is, Oh yeah I'm going to choke you out with your fucking jacket Yeah oh yeah Get over it No uh get so much abuse Paul Brown here is going to tweet me and call me a prick or something but he de- I deserve it ah, he's um, right, though, in he is dead right so I'm going to answer most of the questions on the Q&A do you know what we'll make the Q&A free this week so um, Tuesday morning probably if you want to send in a few more questions we'll make the Q&A free this week over are you protection. trying to
1: make up for your two your, your, your comments
0: no well
1: <laughs> no. peace <laughs> <I'm> just, offering
0: there's <laughs> probably <being> more shit talking <laughs> here. Uh, let's enter a couple from, from Twitter so um, Mr. Bodge is there a worse place for judging than Brazil it has to be up there doesn't it
1: like uh, the guys are brought in I believe from the UFC bring them in it's just a crowd I think influencing people and influencing the judges but yeah there does like historically there was there was way more uh, terrible decisions but it does seem to still be lingering there a bit mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head. well there probably is more bad decisions, certainly in America just due to the volume of cards, but ratio wise, I think probably uh yeah. yeah. they're probably Brazil is probably the worst for mm-hmm. for bad decisions, but it's not a it's not a dishonest Brazilian thing. It's uh it's uh judges being influenced by crowd noise, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Mr. I'll last friend of the podcast, great man. What's next? Will Brooks is a free agent. Where would you like to see him? Would you like to see him back in the UFC? Back in Bellator, maybe?
1: Um yeah, I'd like to see him back in the UFC, but uh, to be honest, I'm not really too bothered either way.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um, the excitement
1: behind him is kind of gone in yeah, my mind.
0: Emma McLean asked for your thoughts on Bisping in the commentary. But what do you think of him?
1: Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, yeah, I think he, he'll get better as well. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he, I think he's good in the on the desk as well. Like I think, I think he's not afraid to say what he thinks, which is a uh, which is a problem I think with a lot of guys who who do who do these. Uh, these commentator and desk jobs
0: mm-hmm. uh, and last question here Donald Kelly over on Facebook who would you like to see Johnny Walker fight next I'm just looking at the, the fighter rankings <laughs> here uh, we we'll go from 15 up Nikita Krylov Misha Sarkonov, Shogun Hua Glover Teixeira OSP Jimmy Manoa what about Jimmy Manoa versus mm. Johnny Walker
1: see it'll probably be like headlining a EMEA card and people will be giving out so
0: I'd love that though bring that to Ireland
1: I want that <laughs> um Ilir Latifi,
0: Ilir Latifi. Ooh, I don't know. That might be a bit too soon for him. Although I'd fancy him to win that fight.
1: But um, what's Ilir's what's, mm, Ilyar's,
0: what's Ilyar's, uh, Ilyar's nickname again? It's like the the, the, the hammer,
1: the, or no, the sledgehammer. The hammer. There you go, the sledgehammer. The sledgehammer
0: yeah, yeah. Serkanov um, yeah. would be a good fight as well. I think. I yeah, think Manoov, uh, yeah. I think
1: is is a bit of a not really a step up.
0: Yeah, eat, pray, cry. Although Nikolai
1: yeah, he, he's inconsistent. He can be very. He, can, good, he can do some really good things, and he can look absolutely terrible. That is he a good himself, fight.
0: That is a good fight, though. Although Manuel, I think he'd beat Manuel. Although Manuel is dangerous, like Manuel can hit you with a big left hook there and knock you out. But his chin is a bit suspect as well. I think he can he can definitely be knocked out. But. Yeah, Johnny Walker, Jimmy Manuwa, make it happen. Get on that. He said he wanted to find that London card. Is Manua, Does he have a nickname, Johnny
1: Walker? Is it whiskey related? Or... I don't know. Bl-
0: blue label, maybe or something like that.
1: Is it? <laughs> Johnny Walker Blue? Johnny Walker Black? It's, Johnny it's Walker really Red? Really
0: expensive, isn't it, Johnny Walker? I was actually looking at the the is airport it? there. I, I think, think so, I
1: isn't? think the I think like there's like levels of like the reddish or this uh, could be wrong the order, but the red is more expensive or less expensive, and then the black is more. That's
0: probably. I song could song. be wrong though.
1: No. That's probably. That's
0: probably. A... All right. I think it's
1: it's not a real whiskey. It's like a Scotch whiskey. I think.
0: Oh, is it? i actually um patrick bought a bottle of proper 12 there the other day i didn't know it existed until i saw it and there was one bottle of it inside in the tesco in, in limerick the other day you didn't I, know it existed no i Where'd wasn't i i look for it in like maybe 10 different shops it's only in tesco so i looked for it in like 10 different tesco and i never saw it It was never in any of them there was one bottle inside limerick the other day so now i know it actually exists well you could have seen <coughs> me a, you could have seen me a free bottle of it like fuck say. me yeah
1: so i'm not i'm not rolling in bottles of proper 12.
0: <laughs> no, why aren't you just go in call into someone's house there rob a bottle of proper 12 and uh or i send it down to me here if you were anywhere nice but yeah <laughs> bellator, bellator coming up here in a few weeks so you're, going, you're not going to bellator yeah if fun, um, right, I'm, not
1: off, sure. right. I'm not sure i'm not sure it's go on a, my birthday as well and yeah we, go for, a few pints.
0: we go for a few pints afterwards if anyone's around Call in, we'll have a few pints with you, you can so you got it
1: covered uh you got it covered no need for me.
0: Yeah, John, Sh- <laughs> Shani's got you covered. Uh, I'll, be in, I'll be in Dublin twice overnight. I'm going to see 21 pilots as well above in Dublin. So in like the space of six days, i have been the...
1: The place, the, return to the place for the best day of your life.
0: Yeah. I'll be in the, uh, what you call it? What's the name of the arena again? The three arena? Point Depot?
1: The Point. The Point. Twice. These are called The Point because they keep changing names.
0: Yeah, twice in six days. Actually, fair play to Bellator. One good thing I'll give to Bellator. On a uh, press release, they were calling it The Point Depot. So fair play to Bellator on that. Dead right. They're percent That's the first
1: time you've ever said anything positive about Bellator. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we actually, okay, we, we said lots of positive things about Bellator. I Didn't know. We, all, no, we always into it and, Ah, but they have no TV deal. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah, now you've done it again.
0: <laughs> what can you do? well, hopefully on Wednesday that'll all change. I'm, I'm positive about this Wednesday. Hopefully every mm-hmm. Bellator card will be on MTV. We'll be able to record it. We'll be able to watch it. Not just the the Irish and UK cards because that'll be pointless. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I- I'm hopeful At least it'd
1: be something anyway Like it'd be better than nothing But Just put it on a stream If you're not going to put it on a TV deal That we can actually watch 100% On live as well This tape delay stuff yes, is bullshit. crazy
0: Absolute bullshit 100% Alright everybody Follow us on Twitter Me at Ba. Graham at Severe At SevereMetPod Send in your questions all week Patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Instagram as well We're I'm going to answer Answer all the Instagram questions Over on Patreon Q&A It'll be up for free this week Alright everybody inspirational quote to end the week as always failure is not fatal but failure to change might be we'll see you next Tuesday
1: or probably Sunday morning